Now, in the next few minutes, we're going to be catching up with uh, uh, the uh, MMC for Economic Development in the city of Johannesburg. And uh, uh, he's uh, going to be joining us uh, shortly here under the microscope. And uh, we're going to be asking him about uh, this process of handing out uh, permits to informal traders. We caught up with them uh, yesterday. And uh, Lloyd Phillips is going to join me for that uh, conversation. But uh, before we get to Lloyd, uh, I've got one of our callers here. Anonymous, good evening to you and welcome. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah, I just want to add on that. What just what uh, Kenny just said, man. Yes, 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 sure. Um, yeah, the the the, the fine. Once yes. you pay the fine, it's an admission of guilt, and you will you will have a, a criminal record, just like any other uh, criminal that's out there. Okay, but then are yeah. you allowed to take public office when you have a criminal record? Yeah, that's the, that's the big question. I don't know. I don't know about taking a public office. Yeah, 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 but yeah, for sure, I'm 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 working in in a, in a field in relation to that. Yeah. Once you are charged, you will have a criminal record, and when you pay the fine, it means you you admit that you're guilty. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you just just, just for interest sake, uh, anonymous. I mean, are you familiar with the space? Would you know? I mean, under what conditions that would be expunged? I mean, I've heard people saying uh, you can apply to have that record expunged or or to have that, I guess, reversed in some form or the other. Yeah, um, I think it takes uh, some some period of time. I'm not not quite um, informed on that um, in in relation to that. But okay. it it takes about maybe uh, I think I think it's five or five or ten years Oof. where you go and you, you, you your name is cleared of the system. Okay, all right. Yeah, but uh, it, it will be cleared in a sense that it will just indicate that you were once charged for a certain crime. Okay. And yeah, your your name has been cleared in that. Okay. Anonymous, thank you very much for, for that clarification. Uh, thanks to you and uh, Biggie as well. Let's take our last call on this one before we go under the microscope. V, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening, sir. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. I uh, just want to say, um, let's look upon the, uh, this thing, the Stella number two. Yes. Mm. In two sides, because I don't understand that uh, she's a torchbearer and Nomtumanana, she's an ANC MP. Yes. But uh, at least she did apologize. Um, it's a misunderstanding, the two sides of the story. And mm. I know we, we beat harsh to her and stuff like that. But I think we should give her benefit of the doubt. Even this guy, Nomtumanana, I understand only history, but I did repent mm. and ask forgiveness and we moved on. But V, can and, I ask you a question? Yes, it can. Was there a need for that statement as Kuchweyo Ngumtu over the last day or so? Uh, where he I, suggested that, uh, uh, you know, Minister Nayebe or she protective gear and all manner of other things. I mean, uh, what is your view? I certainly think that it did more now to make the situation a lot worse than uh, had he not spoken. I mean, he could have Naye just come out and said, look, Makaban is man. We apologize. Uh, and now it's a statement. And then the other thing, we're seeing drone imagery of now he's. No, I think it was good, but I be honest, uh, this was just a bit greater. You know that, but a yes, a bit So I don't think, uh, even now, in fact, as mm. if we Mm. So, uh, 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 stuff like that, but 
I think she, uh, the minister there should have certainly maybe roped you in uh, to uh, 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 say something on this or even um, to, uh, to maybe speak on his behalf on this issue because uh, to be able to uh, go out of your way to go and assist somebody else but also when you get into somebody's home and uh, or you know uh, are being cooked uh, there on on the pot, uh, you know. If you if, if people are saying, "Hey, I mean, if if you don't want to sit down and have the meal, so uh, I guess he's raising that dimension of it. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it certainly has left me with uh, a bit more questions than answers. But uh, I'd love to hear from you uh, as well. Uh, you might have uh, the same perspective or a different one. Give us a ring zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Also going to be checking out some of those tweets. So uh, do continue to send them through on at Metro FM SA. Use the hashtag Metro FM Talk. 11 minutes now it is before 9 p.m. And under the microscope this evening, we take a look at the story of informal traders and the city of Johannesburg, which uh, is uh, charged with the issue of uh, temporary permits to allow certain informal traders uh, to continue their operations. Well, it seems the city now has decided to suspend the process of issuing uh, these permits after a crowd that appeared at the venue hoping uh, to get permits was too large uh, for it to be in line with social distancing measures uh, associated with the lockdown. Now, according to a statement issued by the city, they felt that the size of the crowd compromised safety and social distancing. And uh, the temporary permits were supposed to have been issued by the Department of Economic Development in accordance with uh, the Disaster Management Act of 2002. Now, I'm joined on the line by the MMC of Economic Development in the city of Johannesburg, and that is Lloyd Phillips. Lloyd, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Aya Bonga, and, well, and, and uh, good evening to your listeners as well. Yeah, Lloyd, let's maybe start off here. I mean, uh, this came to my attention uh, on social media earlier on. I saw a video clip there of uh, uh, armed uh, uh, personnel, or, or I should say members of the South African National Defense Force, uh, uh, you know, disembarking from a very large uh, a vehicle, and it seemed that there was a lot of commotion there uh, just alongside Jorison Street in Bramfontein. Maybe let us in. What what was happening here and why was there such a large crowd congregated there, especially today? I mean, it's the third day in the week and uh, one would assume that you guys had been open since the start of the week or since the start of the relaxation of some of the regulations governing the uh, uh, activities of the informal traders. Yes, yes. Now, well, it was a three-day process initially. It was meant to be a three-day process initially, of which uh, Monday went quite smoothly. Uh, we were uh, issuing permits to uh, informal traders that are registered to our database, particularly those trading in fruit and vegetables. Now, yesterday it intensified when a larger crowd uh, 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 in, uh, came through to 66 Charleston Street, and they, most of them were not even from the Johannesburg. They were from neighbors. Uh, and that is what actually created... So, so wait, sorry, sorry, I missed you there for a second. You're saying a lot of them weren't from 
Johannesburg. They were from neighboring, and I just missed the, the part after that. Neighboring municipalities. Okay, Some so like Citibank, Tembisa, your Alberton, and other district municipalities in the West Rand as well. Yes. So, in essence, we were overcrowded yesterday. Uh, initially, we expected only 1,600 informal traders to come through because we were catering for those on our database, which amounts to roughly 1,600. Uh, unfortunately, uh, accumulatively, we have seen an influx of 3,100 people, uh, which created a very hazardous uh, situation. Uh, we've had our personnel deployed in the front line, and they were also exposed to the situation. And in light of this coronavirus, we had to be decisive. Uh, that is when we pulled the plug and suspended the process, mm. because we then determined that after uh, cumulatively issuing uh, 1,237 permits, we were only left with 265 outstanding permits to be issued. So it wasn't feasible for us mm. to open today, given the risks that were yeah. associated with uh, the previous day. Lloyd, just a uh, quick one. I mean, uh, I missed the numbers there, and maybe you, you might have to recount those numbers for me. But uh, what I'm interested in, and maybe this is the nub of my question, on what basis do you determine that X or Y number of permits or the maximum number of permits that you can issue? Well, what we do have uh, in our department is a database of the informal traders that are registered to to uh, to the city as informal traders. Um, and those were the ones that we were catering for. Unfortunately, there was an influx of many informal traders who were not registered to our database. Now, as a, as a city, we cannot issue permits just willy-nilly. We had to uh, operate from a, a, a basis of our database. And that is what we catered for because these are not normal times that we're experiencing. What we've experienced is unprecedented, and we could only cater for those who we know, okay. uh, right. meaning those that were on our database. Sure, sure. So the reason yeah. why I asked that question, Lloyd, is because certainly from my understanding and in the conversations we've had with other uh, you know, relevant authorities on this matter, this is also an opportunity to gather a bit more information to broaden and expand and add to that database and to maybe gather a bit more market intelligence on who's who in the world of informal trade. Uh, but from what you're suggesting is that, you know, there was no window of opportunity here to onboard or even give permits to anybody else who hadn't reached out to you prior to this uh, crisis or who wasn't on your existing database. Absolutely, I have wrong up because... Uh the one thing that we need to be mindful of is that it's not business as usual. It's lockdown. And for us to to actually hop on uh, opportunities, we would have been found in violation because, remember, we are dictated to by the amended regulations, which has been gazetted by the national government uh, um, through the Ministry of COCTA. So... Um, this, in essence, gives these informal traders that are registered to our database trading in fruits and vegetables, it actually declares them as essential services. Mm. So it was not a matter of um, uh, 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 just issuing permits. We were actually issuing permits to mm. essential service providers. Uh, okay. did, you so at least, did you at least take the details, I guess, of some of those you couldn't give permits to? Uh, for future because I mean yes there might still be some trading that has to happen after this crisis and one would want uh, you know the authorities to at least have line of sight over who's who 
you know, in that space? Did, did you at least take some of their details and get uh, and potentially add them to a database? Because, I mean, I'm sitting here asking myself that, yes, I might not have received the permit now, but if I go back, you know, two months from now, uh, God forbid, if we have another lockdown, surely I would be on that database. Uh, well, indeed, uh, and that is why we've actually captured the number of people that we've turned away together with the reasons for turning them away. We've turned away a total of a thousand, over 1,450 people, okay. uh, that, uh, of which most of them were not registered to our database, which obviously suggests that um, depending on whether or not the database is, lo- I mean, the lockdown is lifted, uh, or maybe as we go forward, more regulations would be relaxed, and then we can look into mm. accommodating, because it is our uh, responsibility as the Department of Economic Development. Maybe we can look into having more informal traders registered to our database. Another thing that's also pending is our informal traders policy, which obviously has to go uh, for approval through council. Yes. And with council also being suspended mm. at this point, uh, we don't really have much movement in that space, but we did manage to actually capture the number of people that were not registered to our database. Okay, so now you've suspended the process. Uh, you have ceased to uh, issue any more permits here. For how long? Well, we, ha- we have actually closed the, the, the process um, pending those 265 permits that we still have to issue to what we've opted to do because it's not really a significant number we've opted to activate our uh, internal personnel to call them up individually and uh, set up individualized uh, uh, time and a place for them to collect their, their permits mm. uh, making it less chaotic and less risky for themselves and for our personnel Okay, all right. And uh, uh, I guess we'll have to leave it there, Lloyd. Uh, I would have loved to chat a bit more, but unfortunately we have run out of time. But uh, certainly going to be watching this one closely, and uh, it is indeed a developing story. Uh, But maybe lastly, for some of those, yes, who uh, will have permits issued to them, you said you're looking for a different uh, way to now distribute these permits. Uh, What message would you uh, uh, send through to them? Yes, I just like them to know not to actually not to despair. We are attending to them. In fact, some of them have already received their phone calls and they've been allocated a time and a venue to collect those permits. So we are on the ball. Uh, it is important for them also to know that we are in support of of, of uh, these informal traders that we are issuing permits mm. to because they provide. Uh, much-needed supplies to our our communities, particularly in townships uh, during this period of lockdown. Okay. Lloyd, let's leave it there. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Thanks for the opportunity, Ayabonga. Awesome stuff. That is uh, Lloyd Phillips, MMC for Economic Development in the city of Johannesburg, speaking to us about uh, the scene that uh, unfolded earlier on uh, there on Jorison Street, just outside uh, the offices of the city of Joburg, where a large crowd gathered there, uh, to uh, hoping, I guess, to get some uh, permits there to undertake uh, informal trade and retail in the city of Joburg. And uh, I guess uh, something there about how some of these regulations are framed, which suggests uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the window or... The